0: Welcome to TalkEerie.com's Joel Natale Show, Erie, Pennsylvania's daily podcast. Every day, we tackle the biggest issues that the Erie PA region faces. Stay informed and involved as we advance the narrative of Erie. Now, here's Joel Natale.
1: Glad to have with us here in studio, Linda Breakiron, iron Jewelers, uh, on 4026 Pine Avenue. Uh, Linda, all right, so, you know, I think the last time we talked, it's probably about a year now, And uh, you're still dealing with a lot of COVID, you know, you know, doing a lot of cleaning. Mm -hmm. You know, what's retail like in 2022 these days?
2: Uh, It's it's developing, let's say. Um, There are so many different things and uh, where we've developed some different changes and adapting to what people are looking for. Have you
1: had to like make I mean, has there has there been is like COVID been like a hinge hinge time for you of like the how things were done in pre-covid mm-hmm. and now post-covid for definitely, you guys definitely definitely
2: okay. and and there's a lot of things i think that uh it, it's for the better and yeah. it's for the more convenient it's for easier and more comfortable and casual that we'll have we'll have our clients that will look on our website or look on our social media and they'll see something that they love and they can touch on our social media they can touch on that item that ring that's being displayed and it'll show details and then take them to our website so we and that's all make kind of been
1: developed in the last couple of years or? it has
2: it has and and really using it more to make it more convenient mm-hmm. for our customers wow. and doing a lot of uh people will see it and then they're able to text us yeah. that's right through our website they can text us and pretty much it's not just during our store yeah. hours. So it'll be after hours that we're able to respond and give you some information or guidance, um, be able to tell you some maybe some details, what's going on with that item. And then we'll have people that'll come in and they'll want to see it. it t- seeing something... In person yeah as opposed to buying it online is very different so our items have been uh, we try it on we make sure it has a quality piece that it's made well so that it it lasts well has a a true color to the gemstone or the diamond or the the metal is nice and sturdy I mean we look at all those things to give you a great look that you're happy to give as a gift
1: you know I mean this is a long-standing family-owned business but it sounds like you had to invest in some tech, you know, to kind of kind of ride this wave, right? I oh, mean, yes, yes. How does how does some how does <laughs> how do you guys do that? I mean, you don't have the deep pockets that a that a big multinational would have. Well, you know? and
2: it's I I belong to an independent jewelers group, okay, and they offer for. uh their members they're able to give us some of those benefits that some of these big boxes could have yeah so that makes a difference but then it's also having the staffing that's able to utilize those tools so because the staff really wants to connect with the clients then it they dig into it and we're learning those things and you're you know, I know that um, I, I want to talk to my clients and find out what's the easiest way to reach you. Mm-hmm. Before it used to be emails. Now they don't want to have emails as many as what they would want to have texting. This and is come fascinating to Come in to the me. store too. I mean, it's just sending videos. It's so cool that we can send a video and we can take uh, a diamond that's just dancing and if you take a picture, it does, you don't get the full effect. Yeah. We take it outside in the sunlight and we move it around and show a true way. And we've had people buy that aren't just in Erie. Maybe they were born and raised here, they have family here, but they've moved to another area, whether it's permanent or temporary. And they are able to get a very good idea of what this item looks like.
1: Do you think, uh, you know, as we go through these generations, because now you're, I mean, especially for for uh, engagements you're talking to gen z's right i mean you're really talking to a lot of these young folks yes
2: they like to have that tech they like to our website actually has yeah. a spot where they can take and um build a ring for themselves have wow. uh the part that holds the diamond the head the shank the the ring part of it they can mix and max mix and match different shapes of diamonds and the color of the metal they love that, but it's not just Gen Zs. Yeah. Everybody across the board are are getting married. I mean, I had wow. some 90-year-olds that were getting married <laughs> and they caught the, Oh, that's the, awesome. She found it on her website and he had a phone that had the picture. He printed it out. He had it on both wow. ways and he brought it in and said, "I'm getting engaged. I love this woman. We want to spend time together. We want to get married."
1: How about the in-store experience? Do you feel like everybody is kind of back and not, not so concerned anymore?
2: They want the in-store experience. Okay. My staff, it's not its not clerking. Mm-hmm. My staff genuinely cares and, and they could just meet you and they wanna know about you and, and learn how you're going to wear this, whether it's a necklace or a ring or earrings, make sure that it's something you're gonna be comfortable with. Um, we really get to know you and uh, be able to help you find the best thing that's for your personality. We're not just selling you something. We're mm-hmm. helping you find something that is either a gift or that you're going to enjoy, that you're going to pass down for, um, you know, whether it's nieces or your daughter, anybody.
1: You know how, again, you've been in this business so many years. There's, there's things that come and go. What's like the hot Trend right now. Uh, you know, is it, are charm bracelets still a thing or yeah, not so much? Uh, <laughs> not much. not okay. so much. Not so much.
2: He saw it in my face. Uh, there There's things that are um, some traditional that people might, in pearls, for example. Okay. So you can get the standard strand of pearls. But then there's some new, funky kind of shapes and yeah. styles of the pearl itself or the color or the design around it. Ooh. So they take a classic piece and, and make it their own. Uh, there's. I've seen seen more and more yellow gold coming back around. Yeah, white gold is still probably the most popular, but gold is coming back with some really fun. You're textures. saying white gold is more popular. White gold has been popular for years. I didn't know and that. Then, yeah. Well, see, there you go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, see how much I know about jewelry. Oh. So, I, I honestly, that's that's su- yeah. su- surprising to and me. And yellow yeah.
2: gold has come back around, yes. and it's it's got big gold, bold, and um, even mixing and matching. So, mixing yeah. white gold with yellow gold, having layers of of necklaces or rings that are stacked. So it's not just one, and things don't have to match match. Yeah, they complement each other; that they set each other off. Uh, it's just fun time period. I, I mean, I always love jewelry. Yeah, I think yeah. it's always exciting and fun, just how it develops.
1: Uh, you know, I, I see. You know, I see some younger folks where they their wedding their wedding bands maybe are black or what is what is all that going on there?
2: Well, that it's alternate metals. Usually, oh, okay. it tends to be men because they don't necessarily always want that traditional silver or gold look. Yeah. So there's some that have um, like kind of a. A uh, steely blue color that it almost looks like a gunmetal, and there's some that have this black textured um and those are popular so, break they are and, yeah mean, we have their alternate metals they're made of different things but i also deal with companies vendors yeah. that if something happens that it it breaks or um that you have maybe you hurt your finger and you have to get it off your hand there's some types of metals out there that aren't safe to wear so we kind of guide you that way stainless steel is not a good wedding band because if you're active and you did something that you hurt your knuckle that you have a hard time getting it off it's very hard to go to the er and get it off your hand it's very yeah Wow. so you don't don't think about that we don't sell so we try to guide you and help you and say Here's what we can offer to you. Here's the different finishes and the new designs. And here's the safest ring for you to be able to have and wear and enjoy.
1: So the opposite, I wonder if the opposite is true. Are you seeing more vintage looks or classic looks?
2: Uh, We are. um, And there is... There are some that are the classic and the vintage. I mean, there's there's a variety of different styles that are out there because many times women want to have something that's unique. Yeah. But right now, probably one of the most popular is um, having a larger, whether it's a diamond, a natural diamond, a lab diamond, or other type of diamond stimulants. Yeah. And they have a, a little narrow band and they have the center stone. And that is probably one of the most popular, like, a,
1: like big rock on a small
2: band, yes. kind of yeah, something that's petite. So, and but we we have a variety because I know that not everybody is going for that design; that they want something unique to them, and they might see two or three different features of rings that they like, mm-hmm. and they want them put together. So we can custom make it. I have a jeweler right in premises, so yeah. we can tweak it. We can custom make. We can do a lot of different things to make it unique to that person.
1: I want you to talk about the distinction between, you know, uh, a family-owned bricks-and-mortar store and some of the stuff that's online these days because people can really get in trouble.
3: Oh, yes. uh, You know,
1: really spend money... You know, you know, good money after bad.
2: Right. And, and the thing is, because we do repair, and we will do repair if somebody bought something from us 20 years ago or yeah. if they bought something online recently, we see a lot of things. And if we see that maybe they bought something, it's not the correct finger size, and we'll look at it and we'll tell them that if it's not going to be a good value for them, mm-hmm. that it might be better off to return it if it's going to be something that's not going to hold up and last the way that that customer wants it to be. We'll help them out in whatever way that we possibly can, but there are some times that the rings come in and people think that they got a great price and it's just not as sturdy or strong, or maybe um, the quality of the center gem just isn't there. Maybe the prongs holding it aren't as secure as they should be. So we look at all those things and that's where the difference comes in for us everything that comes in that i or my manager have purchased for brake irons we look at it underneath a 10 or 20 power microscope and we look and make sure everything is nice and secure that it's going to hold up well so it's not just oh sure let's do that that's going to be the cheap way to go but we want to make sure that it's um economical but yet that it will last for somebody and we carry things in all different budgets
1: Uh, Tell us about the significance of like a small business Saturday, shopping small and, you know, what that means to your business. It's
2: it's so important. I love the idea that they're driving people to shop local. Mm. I know myself that I have different charities throughout Erie that I really love to support. And it's important, I think, that that you support the local businesses and then they can help the community grow and develop and have strength. And I really appreciate everybody that walks through that door. That's always been something that my mom has talked about, mm-hmm. and welp- welcoming them like you're welcoming welcoming them into your home, and yeah. that's the whole environment that that you get at Break Irons. Have you have
1: you been surprised at how many folks decided to say we're done after COVID? I mean, there's a lot of small businesses that 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 decided to just oh call it quits.
2: I've I have heard that, and it makes my heart just. Just ache whenever I hear about those instances. Sometimes they might be retiring early, right? They're, they seem to be other it.
1: other circumstances. Yes, but.
2: yes, and others aren't planning it. And, yeah. and it it was very hard, and you had to have um, just a, a, a strong team to support you. Um, just in general, just. A group I know that there are a lot of different um business women that I have become friends with and we were able all different types of business and it's
1: well, Athena. The Athena right yes. yeah I mean Athena
2: Powerlink has just been huge going through uh the whole process of COVID and, yeah. and then even after and developing and how you just walk through any kind of difficulty mm-hmm. but it was a challenge and it was very hard and um it's one of the things that I'm very happy that uh, my team and I were able to go through that and what the experience, what we drew from it and learned from it and being able to share and help others. And I think that that's the whole key is you ha- what did I get out of it and yeah. how can I pay it back? And, and that's what a small business does.
1: And, and I feel like you're, you're coming out with additional assets to make the consumer experience even better mm-hmm. just yeah. with, the, and oh, with yeah. a strong team. And it sounds like the supply chain seems to be working for you. I mean, It is right now. I yeah, mean that's it's awesome.
2: Yeah, it's doing well. And even in some of the weakest times that because of my jeweler, we were able to tweak things. But right now, our supply chain in the jewelry industry yeah. has been strong. So we've Fantastic. been able to uh, keep up with things and, and be able to offer that variety. Sometimes I've noticed it can take a little longer. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to think about it, but I start planning for Christmas in about March and april amazing so we plan different ideas of of um events we'll do but then also trying to track what people are going that's probably the hardest thing yes. Fashion. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping up with fashion, be popular right? yes yes yes
1: <laughs> all right so black friday small business saturday what are your hours at break iron Jewelers? on
2: black friday we'll be open from 9 30 until 6 and then uh, small business saturday 9 30 till 5
1: Fantastic! I'm so glad that you're able to come on with us here, and uh, it, it it is amazing because you kind of we kind of followed you, you know, during yes. the Zoom times, right? Yes. When you were yes. taking appointments and stuff, and so now it's wide open. You're you're going to have your tailgate coming up here, and yes, it, and we, it, it's I love gratifying. seeing everybody. It's it's gratifying. That, oh, it is,
2: it is. I love oh it. Gosh. I just I'm so excited to see all these people, uh, just coming in and catching up. It's wonderful. We really enjoy it beautiful.
1: Linda Breakiron, Iron Jewelers there, 4026 Pine Avenue. Thanks, Linda. Appreciate it.
2: You are welcome. Thank you.
1: And we're continuing our conversation about Small Business Saturday. It's coming up here this Saturday, the Saturday after Thanksgiving. And with us is Vicki Allen Shea. She's the owner of Allen Stoneware. Vicki, welcome to the show. Thank yeah, you.
3: Thank you. Yep. Yeah.
1: We ha- we're we kind of a, uh, a family show. We like to hear origin stories. Now, did you grow up here in Erie or did you transplant in?
3: Oh, transplanted. My husband's uh, an Erieite. Came back uh, after the Vietnam War. Oh, wow. uh, he was a uh, graduate of Gannon, and he decided in Vietnam that he would be a pharmacist. So he went to uh, the University of Pittsburgh. I came up here. Uh, I looked at, I'd been in big cities like Washington, D.C. and Boston. And I'm like, oh, my God, I could afford to have a store, <sighs> oh, and it would be, I could afford it. So I opened up a store, went back to college for my graduate studies uh, for um, an MED, master's in education, and uh, t- to solve my own uh, ceramic problems, issues, <laughs> you know that I didn't know is people not- that have uh, ceramic <laughs> issues.
1: That's yeah, cute. yeah. No. Well,
3: when it's handmade, <laughs> yeah, right. there's yeah. there's so many different processes that you can go through, and uh, so I uh, did craft shows, uh, Cleveland, uh, Pittsburgh, all around uh, Ohio, and uh, supplementing the little store that I had started. And then as time went on, my, my vision was to teach. Okay. And uh, the downstairs, uh, well, I moved into the Colony Plaza, and the, the downstairs office became available, and I said, oh my God, it's a classroom. Mm-hmm. And so then uh, I've been offering pottery classes for uh, 20, 30 years, and so I have people coming in. Right now they're doing a one-time class, it's two hours. Uh, you make two pottery pieces. They're dishwasher, microwave, oven safe.
1: That's amazing.
3: At the, uh, you d- make them on the potter's wheel. Yeah. Or you, it's called hand-built. Or you make them with your hands. And then at the end of class, you tell me how you want them glazed. So it's just the opposite of Claytopia. Okay. Where uh, Claytopia, the pottery's already made, and you paint it with a paintbrush. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the end of this class, I'll glaze it for you. And then when you come back the in about a week or yeah. two uh, it'll be all ready for you to use drink out of it uh put it in the microwave uh bake with it in the oven if you choose uh, give it as a gift
1: how did you get how did you get this started with this uh, piece of artwork this uh this uh, propensity for for ceramics did you do it as a young child or
3: well we um my dad was in the military mm-hmm. uh so we moved every two years and I always loved clay. And uh, it's hard to make a living in Erie when you're not from here. Mm. So uh, at that time uh, I did teach, uh, substitute teach uh, in the school's districts. And uh, in fact Were you now, teaching art? Or? Teaching art, okay. elementary, high school art. And uh, in fact uh, now I offer uh, continuing education courses uh, through for Uh, Teachers and all the districts, you know, recognize my expertise. Sure, Uh, even had uh, the uh, Fairview School District pay for three of their teachers to come through a summer classes, Uh, and that was really nice. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. So, so, uh, so, so basically, there's a there's a few different clientels that you have, right? I mean, certainly. You, if you walk in your store and I'm seeing pictures of this, I mean there are some incredible uh, creations by different artists. Talk about that.
3: Yes, I have uh, Mark Nowak who's been teaching with me he's a graduate of Mercyhurst Uh, I have uh, Madison Wood, she just graduated from Edinburgh University with a degree in ceramics and I have uh, Shelly Walker that just came on board Uh, and so yeah, it's, there are problems that can occur and it's good to understand the chemistry involved with uh because we're literally uh taking uh, like different types of clay and um materials um okay. from the earth and we're combining them and, well, how and is, what how what
1: do you, what kinds of things are you talking about like beach glass or different, different organics or? Well,
3: I do, uh, speaking of beach glass, I do uh, sell to our state park. Okay. Uh, to the uh, uh, the lighthouse at oh, Prescott yeah. State Park and I melt the beach glass and my pottery goes all over the world and I'm one of their top selling craftsmen oh, and me. I also sell to the Tom Ridge Center and so I'm considered to be a prescile artist. So what we're doing, and this is why I do teach it, mm-hmm. is it's a misunderstood art form, but mm-hmm. it's very much, uh, it's something that mankind has always done, and it's one of those things where you just make a lump of clay into uh, a vessel that you're you can drink out of or yeah. eat out of. Do you
1: think that most of the people that buy the ceramics? are buying it as artwork that they would put on a
3: shelf, no, or they're are they going to it. use it? Yeah, they're going to use it. That's amazing. Yeah, well, we had, I was on the front page of the Erie Times when a group of uh, visually impaired uh, kids came through and, under a grant. And in fact, we encouraged them to uh, take several more classes, which they did, uh, and that was really nice. And I was uh, hoping that they could actually fund their own uh Classes by selling their work, so they made Christmas ornaments uh, a few times and sold them at some uh, local craft shows. Uh, it's you know this is what was nice was the, the blind kids were told that they couldn't make art because they couldn't see, and it's come on, you know, <laughs> we're all people here. Yeah, yeah.
1: And You were able to, to yeah. steer them t- yeah. the yes. right way. Yes. Amazing that that's uh, yes. that's a testament to your teaching cap- capabilities, but but also that. That this is a very malleable art form—you can do almost anything with oh,
3: it—and that's the technical aspect. Of yeah, it's uh, you can go in so many different directions with it. Uh, yeah, for so for Small Business Saturday, uh, we're part of the uh, Colony Plaza, mm-hmm. and they're offering what they call a passport, uh, where people get uh, come in with a postcard, and they get it stamped, and then uh, they get it stamped as many businesses as they can, and then they drop it off at the last business, and they're eligible for a uh, a gift basket. So nice. the Colony Plaza is giving away gift baskets.
1: How, yeah, uh, and we're talking to uh, Vicki Allen Shea. She's the owner of Allen Stoneware, AllenStonewarePottery.com. Um, how important is um, a day like Small Business Saturday for uh, your for your shop, for your business
3: well, I'd always go to craft shows like I've done mm-hmm. the Cleveland Home and Garden show for like thirteen years and yeah. half of, of Ohio go there. Uh, well, this is an equivalent to a craft show it's it's just phenomenal. People really uh, support the small businesses and they come out to let us know you know and they you know they it launches the holiday season,
1: yeah. It, yeah, it really, it is that uh, perfect timing right after Black Friday, yes, and yes. and um, do you feel that Erie is particularly helpful as far as supporting oh, small absolutely. businesses, moms and pops?
3: Oh, yes. Oh, yes, especially with uh, the Colony Plaza. Mm. There's, uh, since we've had the brouhaha come on board, that's the 20 and 30-something, you know, are always going to the plaza because they're you know, need to be, you know, get their coffee fix, you know. Sure. And of course, we also have little uh, juice jar and, um, you know, other fun little places, a la carte, like you said. Yeah.
1: Is, is there, uh, like, would are, is there a way that if somebody, a lot of people are trying to uh, to give experiences in addition to, uh, to you know, to you know, gifts. Can, can they give oh, a uh, uh, oh, yes. this, uh, this yes, one session called,
3: deal? Yes, it's called Try It. Uh, pottery class okay and i'll have uh you know husbands wives uh girls night out nice i'll have birthday actually husbands will come in with their wives mm-hmm. you know and do pottery together uh b- bring in some beverages uh they ever i haven't had one person not have a good time i had a grandmother and an 11 year old come in several times and uh he was uh he he loved it, mm. and she loved it, too. It, it's yeah. uh, it's just so uh, wonderful for people that they're sharing their lives with me. Yeah. Yes. Well, it
1: sounds like the the, the experience is a very, a very high touch uh, customer service. Yes. Moment yes. for these people, yes. right? I mean, yeah. I
3: put a lot of myself into my work. Mm-hmm. I'm always there creating, you know, every day I have to stop by to take care of the pottery, and. By people sharing themselves with me, I get to have uh, conversations. You know, what do you do? You know, what do you think? And we share how our feelings and wow. thoughts as they make the pottery. Nice.
1: If if you're in a jam and you're looking for a unique gift, can you buy something off the shelf and oh, of course. and uh, like of over, course. oh yes. like right then you know? Yeah. Of course yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of people that are procrastinators have, have you noticed that vicky oh, oh,
3: oh the guys <laughs> the, oh yes oh, oh yeah, the guys yeah, okay yes, here the we guys, go yeah <laughs> the guys well they they're very direct they come in they'll go i'll take that they know I'll what they want <laughs> thank you can you gift wrap yes <laughs> right. and off they go and they're all set
1: it that's awesome i noticed you have some you actually have some some uh what is it? Photographs or paintings on the walls? Is is that? Yes, yeah. Well, are I, those for sale too, or not yeah, necessarily? Oh, yes. Okay. okay.
3: Yeah, usually though people buy pottery. But sure, sure, yeah, sure. I've got yeah. uh, prints up on the wall. Or nice. work, in fact, my uh, Shelly Walker's doing some two D stuff to hang on the wall. Ceramic. Okay. She's doing uh, birds and flowers, like uh, oh, uh, a goldfinch or. The bluebirds. Or I love how you called it
1: 2D, because yeah. the yeah. ceramic is the 3D, right? Yeah. Yes. We're in the three dimensions here, Yes. Um, and so if you really have to you really have to go in the store to see the unique because they're each they're like snowflakes. They're like one of a kind, right?
3: Oh, yes, yes. I mean, oh, I, oh Joe, you know, I'm, I'm impressed with you now. Well, oh yeah? <laughs> yeah. I
1: mean, well, I mean, when you think about it, when you're throwing uh, yeah. when you're throwing a, a pot, I mean. Oh. It's not going to come out the same
3: way. Oh, but I'll help you. You'll all come out. <laughs> so I use, I use a European method. It's hands-on. Oh. So I'll guide your hands oh my goodness. when you go to make the pottery. So it's not something where you just get to go to a place and muck up. You're not yeah. going to muck up at my place. You know, I want you to be proud of it. And I want you to have the details of all the work that's involved mm-hmm. in creating this art form
1: it's 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 really wonderful to hear about and it's so great that uh it is it is happening right here in Erie and it's available on small business Saturday and so let's talk about your your hours and uh, when people can come by
3: okay well since I'm making the pottery mm-hmm. my I'm kind of more like eleven to five okay but then I do offer the classes in the evenings even Saturday and Sunday because okay. lots of times with like kids that are you know in high school middle school they're going to have a lot of activities sure and they're not going to be available during you know so sunday could sunday afternoon could be a time when so make an appointment Just make call, an appointment call yes. and make an
1: appointment so that phone number is um 836
3: that is the the store and That's then i store. offer my cell phone number
1: We'll, we'll 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 uh we won't put that on the radio. But okay. uh uh but you can find out all the information at allenstonewarepottery.com. Stoneware I just feel like it's I mean, you know, it's a unique um uh way to just have some joy while getting your I mean it's it's this ex- Yes, It's immersive, yes. the way to say it is an immersive experience. Yes.
3: Yes. You know. Oh, and everybody I everybody I get squeals of of joy and laughter and it it's it's an absolute that's why I teach it yeah it's one of those things where you are you know touching the joy of life Mm. when you're making something out of mud and making it to you know something you can use
1: I love how she says that, making something out of mud and something you can use indeed. Um, Vicki Allen Shea, Allen Stoneware, again, AllenStonewarePottery.com. Don't forget them on Saturday for Small Business Saturday. I hope that you have a very busy Saturday <laughs> and, and lots of traffic. We appreciate you coming on here on Talk Erie. Yeah. Alrighty, it's Small Business Saturday on Saturday, and let's get a little origin story for your business and and for you. So are you an Erie kid coming up, or did you transplant in here? No. So, yeah, I'm originally
4: from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, yeah. um, born and raised there. I've been in Erie for the last eight years now, so really kind of have made it my home here. Sure. I've got, I came accustomed to the winters pretty quick. Yeah.
1: Um, There's a yeah. big difference, even that 120 oh miles, is there? Oh, my gosh,
4: yeah. You don't get anything down in Pittsburgh compared <laughs> to Erie. No, not at all.
1: Yeah. Um, and uh, ha- have you always been attracted to fashion and and tailoring and all that stuff?
4: Actually, no. Um, Growing up, I was very much opposed to wearing dress clothes, as you have it, um, as you would say it. Um, And my family owns a sewing business. They do uh, awnings, boat covers, and stuff. And as a kid working in that business, I vowed never to touch a sewing machine because (laughs) I hated it so much. Um, But as as we see now, I've taken a very similar (laughs) path to my parents. Wow.
1: Wow. And... And the, the key here is is outside alterations, but also custom clothing. So tell us a little bit about Primo tailoring.
4: Yeah, absolutely. So coming to Erie, um, working here, learning kind of what I know now, one of the things that was pretty glaringly obvious was – in the city, there is nothing that really services that high-quality market. Mm. Um, so we wanted to build a business that was wrapped around giving the best quality first, and then worrying about price afterwards. Okay. Um, a lot of a lot of the different shops and places in Erie, and just the culture of Erie, a lot of the times can be very coupon-oriented, budget-oriented. Um, but there's still a very large underserved market here of people who. Make a decent living and want good quality things, but just aren't being served.
1: There, there have been little pockets around the county. You hear, you know, I mean, there used to be like Mailers and Watsons, and you mm-hmm. know, some some different places where you could get, you know, a, a Brooks Brothers suit or something like that, yeah. right? I mean, there were
4: there are actually Erie has a very deep history in tailoring and fine clothing. Uh, but I think what's unfortunate is with a lot of those places closing, with either the owners just retiring, passing away, I think people just assume that there is no more market for it. Whereas most of the people that come into me, they all talked about shopping to those places, yeah. and going there, frequenting those stores. Um, And to me, it's just kind of baffling that after those disappeared, nobody really stepped up to kind of replace that. Do
1: you think it was a generational thing? I I mean, you're kind of a a one-off, aren't you, as a young person and into this business? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I would say yes, um, for especially
4: this area. Um, It's very encouraging to see just if you go on TikTok, Instagram. There's a lot of young guys really getting into tailoring and menswear. I get people all the time messaging me on Instagram from america all over the world saying like hey i'm 14 15 16 and i really want to learn how to tailor how did you start so i think there's a really cool um uprising if you will of Mm -hmm. younger people just really interested in their sartorial journey um so we'll see how that plays out
1: i'm 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 not sure i have a sartorial journey (laughs) but i love that phrase that's fantastic lewis all right so uh let's let's talk this through a bit because um uh you, you, even, you even do custom shirts in addition to suits and pants and so on. Yeah. Talk about the whole line, lineup of what you do there.
4: So, yeah, we're trying to get it right now to where anything a guy wears, we can make custom-made. So mm. right now we offer shirts, suits, sport coats, trench coats, jeans, chinos, all of that custom-made. Because the way I look at it is I don't want a huge store worth of, worth of stock that I need to push on my customer – I want a customer to come in, figure out what they need, and then be able to order them whatever they want. Um, so we're trying to add custom sweaters and custom shoes to our lineup coming into this next year. Um, but, yeah, so pretty much anything a guy wears, we want to try and source and make custom.
1: So do they come in maybe with a, a GQ or a Pinterest picture that their wife gave them? Or <laughs> I, 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 mean, how, I mean, how does that all work these days with really magazines are kind of on the way out? You, you don't really – you know, I I mean it used to be that you, you could you, you had you could do like a lifestyle kind of thing.
4: Exactly. So what we're actually finding is a lot of people are kind of discovering what they wanna wear and what they wanna buy, either through discovery sessions with us, so they'll sit down and just tell us what they do, what they enjoy, and then we'll kind of curate and recommend things yeah. to them. Um, otherwise, yeah, people come in with a very clear vision. They're like, I saw this on TV. There was a news anchor wearing this or blah, blah, Interesting. blah, blah, blah. Uh, they'll bring pictures and all kinds of stuff.
1: Yeah. All right. So what, what, let's talk about trends, uh, as you see mm. them, I, I'm looking at your jacket and I want to say that the lapel is a little bit wider than what, maybe had been, you know, 10 years ago or so, right? Exactly. Um, so
4: actually using the word trend at Primo, we try not to follow trends too okay. hard. We want to stick with a very classic way of dressing because that way, if you buy this jacket, for instance, we want to build you a jacket that's going to be cool and stylish in 15 years as much mm. as it is right now. So if you try and follow the super wide or skinny lapels, different kind of baggy fits, you're going to end up, outgrowing it just because it looks dated yeah um so everything we try and do is kind of at this like really medium continuum where it's just kind of right at the edge of classic kind of following a trend slightly here and there yeah. but yeah mostly classic based. is
1: is double breasted out these days heck or? no people no, wearing double breasted. yeah i
4: wear so actually in our shop <laughs> most of our sample pieces are made up as double breasted is that right pleated pants cuffs it's all coming back. oh my gosh
1: yeah. It's wow, crazy. I that tell is people crazy, all the yeah.
4: time, all you need to do is have a big enough closet so that you can keep all of your old stuff because eventually it just all comes back <laughs> into fashion. <laughs> that's
1: that's <laughs> tremendous. Hey, uh, put you got your headphones on. Let's grab a phone call here. Uh, hey, Phil, you are live with Lewis from Primo.
0: Well, you know, believe it or not, I do uh, uh, love uh, good clothes, and I've always uh, really enjoyed buying good stuff. Like he was just saying, uh, classical looks that last forever. And my question is, at my age now, these uh, the tapered or skinny pants, I don't like them. I, they, I think they're not age-appropriate for me. Um, I'm, I'd be really curious, because my sons are like, you've got to hip it out a little bit, because I still wear my... Tailor made pants I got at Wickle Taylors in nineteen ninety five. They still fit. They're beautiful. <laughs> right. Good for they're you that they still pants. fit.
1: That's awesome. That <laughs> oh my god. Fit. Yeah, you don't yeah. be
0: a big workout guy that I am. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but they're beautiful, these blue uh, you know, pants, no pleats, just just really nice pants. I can wear them in any room in the world. But they're you know, I, I wouldn't say baggy, but they're not taper fit, that's for sure. So what's, is there a guideline on that where, like, you know, I, I don't think men over 40 should wear jeans, but that's just me. <laughs> <laughs>
4: so I would say, yeah, in terms of the way your pants should taper, um, if you're familiar with the word drape and how your clothing should drape, that's more important than the skinny fitness of it. Um, and actually a lot of the pants that we're seeing today are getting a little bit wider with their taper, um, there's no specific guidelines. It all really comes down to your body shape and how it flatters you the best. Um, but if you have a pair of pants that you feel like might be a little bit too baggy or too slim, I would definitely bring it in to either us or a tailor that you trust um, and have them either adjust it slightly, quarter, half an inch, something like that.
1: The,
0: yeah, it, th- know, I it makes wanna, a big I, difference. I still so, want yeah. that. I still want the Don Draper look. I don't want to look like a tool out there.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. I'll keep listening. Thanks, Bill. Appreciate (laughs) it. Yeah, everybody wants a Don Dra- Draper look. Everybody. I mean, good the,
4: Him, Peaky Blinders, it's all coming through as, like, the new thing. Oh, my but. gosh.
1: Where, where, where are ties these days? Are they skinny? Are they fat? What, What's the deal?
4: Ah, man. Again, I would say trend-wise, they're on the slimmer side. Yeah. But we like to keep everything a little bit wider to kind of match and correlate with the lapels. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's kind of sad just to see the tie kind of declining as a whole yeah. in general. I mean,
1: you see... It used to be that nobody on television would be on the news without a tie on. Not anymore. Mm -mm.
4: It's it's a thing of the past, which is actually, in my mind, something that's really encouraging and cool to see because now you're getting a group of people who are choosing to wear ties because they understand the – the nonverbal benefits it has when you're wearing one and when you're in a situation Mm -hmm. where a tie can really benefit you and it's helping people to use it as a tool to either advance in their career advance in different relationships that other people are just forgoing because they no longer have to wear a tie yeah um so it's really cool to kind of be able to share that light to people it's like hey wear a tie why because it's going to make you look better Mm -hmm. not because you have to
1: Lewis from uh, Primo Tailoring is with us here. Lewis, uh, you know, I'm noticing that in some trends, and again, we're talking more like formal wear and business wear, yeah. but there's a lot of trends of like uh, almost like uh, making things uh, gender neutral or you know androgynous. Uh, do you do you encounter any of that or not?
4: Really? Um, we do, and at Primo, we fit a large range of people. Yeah. Um, but the one thing that we try and do is with our clothing is still present a very masculine feel mm-hmm. with it. I mean, that's kind of the way a suit was cut was to give a very masculine taste to it. Now, if, Anybody can wear that, but it is a very active choice to kind of go that way. Yeah. There's a lot of other makers that go very gender neutral with their approach, which is totally fine. Yeah. Uh, but personally, just falling in love with the history and the heritage of men's classic wear, mm. um, we try and keep those very strong details in there.
1: Let's grab another phone call. You're live with uh, Lewis from Primo and on Talk Eerie here. Hey, Cougine. How are you, sir? I'm
0: doing good. Again, another Italian. <laughs> Being a trend here, yes. I kind of like. I like that. It's all right. I'm okay with that. Um, double-breasted suit. I went into men's warehouse last time I had to buy a suit, and they looked at me like I was nuts when I said I want a double breast. And they're like, "Well, that's out of style. We don't that's that's been gone forever." And I'm like, "What?" Right. Right. So I'm glad to hear. I'm glad to hear it's back might stop down where on state are you
4: 421 state street
0: literally
1: three doors from what? from the studio here right on <laughs> the shops at fifth and state how about
0: how about silk suit
4: silk suits Ooh, that would be an interesting yeah. one we haven't made any yet um we can make suits out of just about anything but i think we could come up with something pretty interesting with that
0: Hmm. okay well because i think you got to go to like you gotta go to New York, New Jersey or something like that. Not any them.
1: not any more. <laughs> hey, thanks, Gino. Hey, we
0: got it. Oh. hey, peace.
1: All right, take care. Um Yeah, well, yeah, I mean that's that's the whole point of having a custom tailor here yeah. in town is you, you have access to a worldwide market, don't you? Yeah. I mean We can make just
4: about it. just the other day we did a custom suit for a guy that was like the fabric itself was custom woven, so he was able to pick. Are you kidding yeah. me? So you can really the sky's the limit on what you can create.
1: Um, so, so what again? What are what are what are people buying? Are they interested in wool suits? Is it polyester? Is it some kind of a blend? Or I mean, and I, you know, I would think stain resistant and all those things. We like the <laughs> modern. Um, the modern technology of our mm-hmm. fabric, don't we?
4: Yeah. So that's actually a really cool conversation in itself. Um, a lot of the things we're selling is natural fibers. Um, there are a lot of really cool performance fibers out there. However, at the end of the day, put head-to-head with a natural fiber, I don't really think there's much of a comparison Interesting. In okay. My, in my belief. We do have some polyesters, and again, not all polyester is made the same. Some is higher quality, some is lower quality, but we try and steer away from that as much as we can because, again, we're trying to make pieces that last the long haul so you can buy less. Um, so polyester just naturally breaks down quicker.
1: So, uh, So generally, are we talking about like wool suits, cotton suits, some kind of a blend. Uh,
4: yeah, so a lot of the stuff we're doing now is 100% wool. Now, there's various yeah. kinds of wool. You can get tropical wools from like New Zealand that almost are like a linen and see-through. Yeah. And then you can go super heavy wools that are kind of in like the Scotland, Ireland area. <laughs> right. They're going to be like a very heavy tweed kind of feel. Yeah. So wool has a very large array of properties to it, yeah. um, but it's just a beautiful fabric to work with.
1: I want to talk about the business, and again, uh, do you feel like you were really going out on a limb to try to find this high-end market in Erie, or was it there just waiting for you to come?
4: So I think from the beginning, it definitely felt like going out on a limb because anybody I talked to was like, well, that's not going to work. There's not really a market for it, and there was a lot of people saying that Erie isn't ready for it, Um, but I kind of knew just from Different circles I ran with and people that I interacted with, that that market's just sitting there, mm-hmm. um, and it's proven to be that since we've opened. So since the beginning, started pretty slow, started working up, but the the reoccurring um, contributor to our growth was people spreading the word around. So as more people found out, the more people that came in, and they came in at a pretty rapid. Yeah. Um, As the year progressed. So I definitely think it's just an untapped market in just about any area, whether it's clothing, furniture, advertising, whatever it is, just people who have money that want nice things um, are extremely underserved in the city.
1: That's that is that is I think there's a story right there of of because the narrative about Erie is Erie. Erie likes Buck Knight at the Seawolves, right, yep. and likes their coupons and, yep. and so on. Or or you know, Waldemir has free admission. It is it's kind of a peer, you know, but there is definitely there's always a continuum of 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 of, uh, of socioeconomic strata.
4: Absolutely. Well, and the other thing that's really was interesting to me is the whole pandemic really actually, I think, did a lot for Erie in general, because you see a lot of people moving back to the city who are able to work remote. But the problem is, is if you don't have cool things Mm -hmm. in the city to offer, cool people aren't going to want to stay in the city. So we're actually even seeing over the last few years, a lot of our new customers are like, we're new to the area. We just relocated after the pandemic. They're making six figures easy, and they're working from home from these big tech jobs on the on the coast, and they're just like, here is our home, and this is where we want to stay. So let's find a way to service them.
1: Talk about Small Business Saturday. How important is it to you to kind of uh, uh, connect with the, the hometown crowd?
4: Absolutely. So Small Business Saturday is cool for us in particular because it's going to be our one year of moving to our new location. Um, so it's kind of a cool – uh marker for us, Mm -hmm. Uh, but I just think it's important just across the board. I mean, just shopping local, keeping the money and the economy local is huge. Um, There's a lot of really cool vendors that are in the city. They just either aren't as known yet, but I think things like this are going to help promote that.
1: And you've had some strategic relationships with, uh, you know, with the upcoming uh, what Cigar Lounge and some of the other some of the other promotions you've done.
4: Yeah, absolutely. I think that's one of the cool things about this corridor. Like we're talking now, is there's a lot of collaboration that can be done mm. um, with the cool things coming to town and the things that are already pre existing. So
1: beautiful. Absolutely. Well, we uh, we appreciate you coming by, Louis Jeremita of uh, Primo Tailoring. What's the address? 421 State Street. And website? Uh, Just primotailoring.com.
0: People. Beautiful. You've been listening to The Joel Natale Show, Erie, Pennsylvania's daily podcast from talkerie.com. Subscribe to our show on your favorite podcatcher and get involved by emailing joel at talkerie.com.